So just first off, introduce yourselves. You know, tell us how you got involved with Plymouth County Family Support. Well, I'll start over here. So um, Jim Coughlin, um, by trade, I'm a CPA. Um, been involved with uh, the nonprofit world for probably about 30 years. Um, one started off in the 80s doing an audit for um, a nonprofit out of Weymouth. Saw what they did, sort of fell in love with the, 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 the projects that they were running and those people they were supporting. Um, shortly thereafter, I became a board member of uh, the Brockton Area Arc over in Brockton and then transitioned 27 years ago into their controller as a CPA, becoming the controller. So through that, um, that opened doors for a couple other nonprofits that um, in the region that I sort of consulted with, became directors of finance for, and, and then and dealt with, because DDS, the Department of Developmental Services, um, has regional offices, um, one based in Braintree called South Coastal, one uh, down on Plymouth, Plymouth, and there's a Brockton area. So through my travels, I was able to, to pretty much have a lot of um, back and forth with a lot of the local regional offices. Um, as a CPA accountant guy, I was sort of like the contract person, so had to do all the contracts. And then about three years ago, um, the family support centers in each region, their 10-year contracts, and they come up for bid. And the, um, the Plymouth region was up for bid and um, just happened to say, hey, wouldn't it be good to, you know, to create a nonprofit to bid on this contract? Um, and we did it. We put together a team, Jessica. Um, Bo was our board president um, from day one, and we talked and we collaborated. And then we put a team together and board members who are all, um, most of them are in the field of um, nonprofit services for human services. And um, it became, it became um, a dream. The dream came true. So we've been operating just about two years. Again, we serve people with individual, uh, individuals with um, intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families, along with um, people with autism. So... Um, it's been a it's been a good ride for two years. How about the two of you? Um, so I actually met Jim at a family support center that he was working at a, another nonprofit agency. Um, I'm the director of the family of Plymouth County Family Support now, um, and just like what Jim said, we had um, talked about the the contract coming up and I said well that's all well and he said you know let's throw our hat in the ring and I'm like well that's great but we don't have an agency or anything and he said well let's create one and I'm like okay so um, when it came through I mean it was kind of like a uh, a dream come true opening up an agency with people that had the same vision um, people that are very like-minded and it's friends I, I opened I helped open an agency with friends of mine that you can't get any better than that so Oh, what about yourself? Um, I'm on the, the board, as Jim mentioned, and Jim and I go back decades working together in Abington on various committees and philanthropic-type organizations. So he's very familiar with you know, my capabilities and what hopefully I could bring to the organization, which is minimal compared to what they obviously do. But hopefully I can add some um, value by getting more board members and then helping spread the word of Plymouth County family support and doing some fundraising activities. Great. Now, for those that don't know what Plymouth County family support is, tell us what it is. Give us that, like, I guess that, I call it that 60-second speech you give when you're out in the community networking and engaging people. Well, I guess um, we serve people with individual, individuals with um, intellectual and developmental disabilities and autism. And our goal is to become the um, agency on the South Shore 
that would um, be the go-to agency for people that knows anybody that has a disability, has autism, and so forth, and someone who's the families that are looking for answers. Um, we don't have all the answers, but we have built over the last couple of years uh, great collaborations with other agencies to help point them in the right direction with fuel assistance, social security um, issues, and a lot of things that, Guardianship um, that come up. And, um, yeah. a, a lot of times what happens is um, folks have a child with a developmental disability and they are just sent on their way. They're like, you know, your child is has X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And families are kind of left going, okay, well, now what? So we are the, the folks that can help navigate this world. Um, you know, if they're looking for speech therapy or occupational therapy or you know, if they have a medically complex child, we help them. We do a lot of information and referral. Um, again, we do help with um, filling out public assistance, social security, things like that. We kind of, we do a little bit of everything. And like Jim said, if we don't know the answer, we find the people who do and we direct them that way. So, you, you, Jim, you talked about this a little bit earlier, but the organization was started less than two years ago. Talk, go for, in further details of why it was started. Like. Like, what came to, like, hey, we got to do this? Um, well, it was just a matter of, um, you know, ha having known that Jessica had moved on from the Plymouth region. She, she went to another region yeah. and became a family support director there. And, and um, she just, she loved the Plymouth people, the, the families. Again, you know, it's one of those things where in our world, it, you, you're not, you don't serve the individual, you serve the, the individual and the family parents, brothers, sisters, brother, you know, all over. Um, we have a lot of individuals that, that are served by their, that are with their grandparents and so forth. So we get a large collection. We have one individual with dis a disability, but there may be seven or eight people attached to that person who love that person. Mm -hmm. And we're there to help all of them and so forth as a family support center. So, and we mainly support individuals that live at home with their families. Mm -hmm. um, there's, again, the great agencies, you know, RTR, RTR does a great job. They do day programs for people to go during the day. They run residential houses. Carla Cushing runs residential houses, and they run day programs. And they, everybody, there's a lot of programs out there for individuals, and they focus on specialties and so forth. We are the family support center of the DDS Plymouth region, um, and that's what that that's who we're supposed that's who we're supposed we're chartered with DDS to support, and that's that's what we do. And we pretty much from soup to nuts, from birth to death, you know anybody that's there. Um, we support so so big question what's it like getting an organization off the ground in post pandemic pandemic world <laughs> because you guys picked a hell of a time to, to you know start an organization so it, it was um, definitely and I was still working at, a, at another family support center when it happened and we didn't need the, the biggest issue was was getting staff that we already didn't that we didn't have in our pocket already so Right, how do you put an ad out? Hey, we're a new agency, we don't have an office space, we don't have, you know, we, we've got no pencils, no pens. Come join us, we're, we promise this is gonna be great. So we were very fortunate in finding like-minded folks to be our coordinators. Um, and they're great, we, we did it via Zoom, you know, the world of Zoom now, that's how we did all our interviews. I actually had COVID while we were interviewing people, so I'm like, you know, interviewing people and you know have a scarf around my neck to look a little bit presentable and you know put them not, in at the end, not at all and I'd be like okay guys you guys can can chat about them I'm going back to bed kind of thing but um it was but it was it was fast and furious and and stressful but not 
not in a bad way. It was so exciting to be able to, to do this and then to get back to the area that I'm so comfortable with and that, you know, Jim knows a lot of the folks and our director of operations, uh, Christine Marquis, and our children's coordinator. We knew a lot of these families already. We knew who the players were at the Department of Developmental Services. So we already had sort of a relationship with these people. So it was kind of like a homecoming for us. Yeah. So it was it was great, actually. And one of the things at DDS and throughout the state, uh, the family support, they're based upon regions, and we're in the Plymouth region. Okay. And what they do is they, they come through based upon the number of families in the region. Uh, they, they charted this as a 5.0 FTE. Um, so therefore, the, we get paid from the state um, to based upon five full-time equivalents of employees. So we have Jessica as our director. And then we have um, Carrie Robbins as our children's coordinator. Carrie also has um, experience in the, in the children's world of um, DDS and services through the family supports. Um, Ann Williams is our transition coordinator. She's helping the individuals from 16 to 22 transition from school-based into adult services. And Ann formerly had worked um, at a, at a this residential program uh, over in Middleborough. And so she, and she's known Jessica for years, so she came on the team. Um, and with those three that, to start with, it was great. And then we found uh, Caitlin Ketchum and, and Catherine O'Regan as part of our, these two young ladies who took a flyer on, on like Jessica said, we didn't have any pencils yet. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but but they, they loved the passion that we showed during the interview process. They loved the vision of what we were going to do, and they loved the fact that um, they were going to be part of something brand new. So, um, and again, they they were fabulous to start. Catherine, who used who was here for a year and a half, a uh, year and three quarters, um, she actually just became employed by uh, DDS, and she's now a, a case manager over there. So she's climbing the ladder in the developmental disability world, which is great for her. So we were happy to see her get that position. So, so with nonprofits, with employed people that work with nonprofits, board members of nonprofits, it's not just they're on a board just to be on a board or they're employee or it's a job for them it's it's significant it's meaningful to them why is this organization special to all of you um coming from outside of this world so to speak and, and coming in as, as someone new to it the compassion that these people bring to their job and to the people they serve is, is something you you have to experience you can't talk about you can't read about it it and once you experience, you understand the depth of their commitment to help these people. And you can't, you just get sucked in. You can't help but join the crowd and, and try to figure out a way to help as much as you can. Um, I, I can't say enough about what these people do to, to, to help individuals, families, through the whole spectrum, rich, poor. And, and it's, it's an amazing organization to be part of and I would encourage anyone listening if you you want to be a part of or ever even thought of being a part of something like this and would like to be on the board you know please let us know because we we need to expand it to to get some more things done what's the board currently at oh, we have about five members five active members and then another two kind of non-active members what's the what's the goal to have for, for board members well the and the other five members are involved in the social services community so it, it, it I'm the only one kind of not and it would be more to get people not okay. in, involved in that community for for lack of, of for a bunch of different reasons, um, because we just bring a little different perspective to fundraising and, and things like that. Uh, they they have all the compassion and caring, and it gives us the time to do some of the things that other things that they just don't have the time to do. It seems like sometimes that in in, in our world, 
where there's so many, and, and again, I'm a, I'm a CPA, I'm not a direct care. I didn't grow th up through the direct care process, which a lot of the individuals on our board and uh, our staff did. Um, but to give a different perspective, because sometimes you get, you know, you need an outsider like Bo, who's, who's a marketing genius and, and everything like that. And those types of people that can, can critically look at, because that was one of the things that when Bo came on, he's asking questions that we never had to answer before, because we were always surrounded by the people that, that knew what we were doing. So, and that was a great little process, the, the process of building a mission statement and a vision statement. And, and you know, we, we came after our first big meeting, um, I think Bo might have counted 62 acronyms that we threw around during the course of the meeting. He's like, what does AFC mean? What does AWC you know, mean? AWC what does mean? mean? <laughs> what does DESC mean in this process? <laughs> so we threw our everybody in, on the, you know, the people involved in home human services, we all know what the acronyms mean, but Bo hadn't, and he's like, okay, let's, let's slow down and let's back up and let's explain what we're doing with all the, with, you know, the acronyms that are, that are built into the, into this profession. So. Yeah. So just getting back to the real question, why is the organization so special to the two of you? Well, for me, um, I've been in this field, uh, I've been working in the, the field for 28 years, about. I started in a residential for children, and I've just kind of worked my way up. I've worked in school systems. I, I um, was an ABA therapist working with kids with autism for a while. And um, this the Family Support Center, we are better able to help folks um, navigate this world. When you're confined by the constraints of those other places that I worked, it, it's not part of what you do. And, and you want to, um, but y y you can't. Um, there's, you know, budget restraints. There's, you know, there's a little bit of bureaucracy that goes on between, you know, in school departments and, you know, different agencies. So in this position, I'm able to help folks. I, I used to joke when I first started in family support that I was Santa Claus, like I could, you know, give things to people and show people where they needed to go to get information and, um, you know, if we're, we have a lot of social recreation activities that these, these folks are able to come to and we gear them all towards separate age groups. So we have things specialized for children. We have things specialized for teenagers, adults, um, programming for adults with with autism. So there's a lot of moving parts. And again, a lot of these families just, they d didn't even know these things existed and they thought they just had to handle, okay, I have a child with a disability. I just have to figure it out on my own. Well, no, you don't. We, we're going to help you navigate this. And it's, you know, I, I love that. I, I love being able to help people. So. And I, I think to, to echo what Bo said is once you're involved, cause I was, I was involved in the outside. I was, yeah. I was the accountant and, um, which every nonprofit organization should have on their board. Oh, they should yeah. have. They uh, well, yes, exactly. And then when I became the controller of Brockton Arc and, and there, it's it's a one day a week type of process. Right. And so, you'd be in the building, you get to know the individuals, and the individuals are just, you know, they wake up in the morning, and they're the happiest people in the world, and and again, they're just trying to live their life and so forth. And it's like it's it's hard not to be involved. You you go to um, our dances, you go to a, a, a cookout, you go wherever, and you just see the smiles. And and again, trying to. Um, make their lives more normal and and again as jessica says sometimes younger children like that pretty much are all they know is the school system what the school system system offers for them and and we're trying to get to them to okay we, we're running a cookie decorating class we're running a baking class we're, we're trying to navigate the process and so forth so that's part of the thing and the one story that that pretty much might have spurred me to do this was um one of the other agencies that we work with you know and again 
I got I got sort of asked at one point, being the accountant, I, they, they're going to a Red Sox game, and a couple of the ladies were running the social rec department, and they looked at me and said, neither one of us want to drive the van to, to, to Boston. Can you? And I said, sure, why not? So I drove the van to the Red Sox game. We might have had 10 or 11 individuals with us, and um, there was one individual, Phil, and I asked Phil, I said, you having a great, you having a good time? He says, this is the best night of my life. And it's just like, at that point, you you just melt. Yeah. And you just realize that, again, it's going to a Red Sox game and you're, you may be breaking a mirror here and there on the, on the van and on, you know, in the process, but um, um, yeah, yeah that, that's happened. <laughs> um, but again, what Phil said, it's sort of, as Bill said, it, it just brings you to a, um, to a reality of, and again, I've, you know, I've been blessed with a son who doesn't have a disability. And again, when we deal with the families that have children with disability, it's like you try to understand what their life is about and how their daily, you know, and again, however we can help that, you know, we can take your child and bring them to a Red Sox game or we went to the Bruins game last, this past Monday night, um, the first loss of the year, so we're going to get blamed for that. But, um, <laughs> but again, that type of thing that, um, you know, you give the parents a break by, by doing these activities and we try to build, we do have a, DDS has been gracious enough to allocate some of our funding for social rec activities. Um, so, and again, what happens is that we are the Plymouth region, so we are limited to who we serve um, in, in most of, most cases, but we do try to have some larger events that open up to everybody in the in the community and so forth. But again, it's, um, again, you go home smiling. You know, again, you, you're just trying to, to make lives better for everybody. Plymouth region, how big is that? Is it like Plymouth, the same as Plymouth County, or is it? It's part of Plymouth County, okay. so um, because I always forget at least one, I have my little. It's um, Carver, Duxbury, Halifax, Hanover, Hanson, Kingston, Marshfield, Pembroke, Plimpton, and Plymouth. Very good. Um, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I always forget one because people call. And we do have folks that call that are not in our catchment mm -hmm. area. And we will help them navigate who they need to talk to. Because, again, I'm in, uh, not just me, but our staff, we're in contact with other family support centers that are not in the southeast region. Um, we meet collectively once a month. We share ideas. Um, and my feeling is I really don't care where the idea came from. Um, as long as we can get it out to folks and it's helpful to the folks that we support, let's share everybody's information and and the the team of family support throughout the southeast region it, they're they're really good about doing that so again if i have somebody that calls from lakeville i can connect them with that family support center so and in in in, co in connection with that you know most of our, our bruins games our red sox games our baking classes a lot of those restricted the individuals within the 10 towns that we serve but we we're running um we run monthly dances um i think one of bo's first um forays into the into the world we we've um the last couple of years we we rent the pilgrim bell out of plymouth harbor for the har for the sunset cruises um we're limited to 75 people that can go to those cruises but normally those larger events we have a we have a list of clients that with, with that are within the 10 towns but we also have another list of people that are outside of that region live in middleborough lakeville brockton whitman um, east bridgewater abington rockland and those people they're on the list and they get invited to a lot of because again we don't want to deny anybody access to a to a fun night or an event and so forth and and we've got a crew of about 12 individuals from the brockton region that come down to all of our dances um we have people from south coastal from hingham and in and, and weymouth that come down to our dances and so forth so again it's it's open for all and um 
again, however we can serve, better serve. And again, we share ideas as well. The, the Family Support Center out of the South Coastal Weymouth area, they'll send us their events and we can pass that along to some of our families if, mm -hmm. um, if they're interested in and so forth, so. What's the organization's most urgent needs? Most urgent needs. Most urgent needs. <laughs> um, I guess we're just trying to serve more people. Um, mm -hmm. And one of, the, one of the challenges, probably the largest challenge that we've had is, is building a client list, is trying to figure out who we can support. We, we, have, we had an initial, because in addition to getting funded from DDS for, um, to run the Family Support Center, DDS gives us a generous allocation of um, money that we support individuals with. So they give us a little over $400,000 a year to help support families that are in needs. So we have maybe 140 people on that list that, that receive some funding um, to help support with rent, utilities, we, uh, horseback riding lessons, um, you know, um, all sorts all kinds of all sorts of things. We do drumming lessons and music lessons for individuals, and so we run a lot of those types of programs, and we support families in that way. Um, but one of the problems with you know, within the world of HIPAA, is that not anybody can tell us. We can't go to the town of Marshfield and say, "Give me a list of all these students in your special ed right. program." They they can't do that. Um, we and none of the ten towns can do that. Right. So, um, as we started, we had a. A, a client list of about 150 people. Now all of a sudden we do the Pilgrim Bell and we send it out to one of the families and now that family then shares it with five of their friends. Mm -hmm. And we're getting e emails, hey, son, can, I, can my son go? Can my daughter go? It's like, oh, sure. We, so we've been building this client list is, is probably the most unorganized, massive <laughs> spreadsheet I've ever seen in my life because it's being added and yeah. we're trying to identify. Daily. Yeah, try, pretty much. Pretty much daily. We're trying to identify dates of birth so we can, we can fund... We can invite them to various events. Some are over 22, some are 18 a plus, some are children, so we're, uh, some are teens. So we're trying to, but building the client list has been the biggest challenge. And the need is, you know, we want to help as many people as we can. And, um, and, and therefore, to, to let people out there know that if, if you know someone, because we, we um, one of the funnest events that we did, if funnest is a word, but we had a booth down at the Pilgrim Waterfront Festival this year. And um, Bo, who's the top-notch salesman, we had a lottery board. We were, you know, doing a little raffle, 50-50 raffle type of thing for the lottery, a, a lottery board raffle thing. For a fundraiser, yeah. Yeah, for fundraiser. And we made, like, $2,700 off of it. It was great. But Bo's out there and grabbing people, people grabbing brochures. We had the swag and the Frisbees and the hand, you know, the hand sanitizer. And, mm -hmm. and the people are stopping by saying, oh, my grandson has, yeah. has a disability. And we've got people that you know, have their children. They live in Plymouth and they didn't know that we existed and, and they've never asked for services and, you know, that, they never... That goes back to something you said earlier about yeah. people not realizing. Yeah, so that's it too. So so folks don't realize. So, and then again, like, like we had talked about earlier as well, we started during the pandemic, right? So school wasn't happening. People were not in school. So every school by law is required to have a special education parent, parent advisory council. Well, during the pandemic, that wasn't happening because there were, you know, much bigger things that they were trying to. So now that the CPACs are getting back into play, we are able to present at the CPAC right. meeting. So I, we did the, the Plymouth CPAC meeting. We're working with um, Pembroke. Um, we're trying to get into Marshfield, Duxbury, just to let folks know what we do, um, you know, how we can help. We can sit in IEP meetings with, with families, like all the different services that we, we offer. We can help with getting your child 
found eligible for DDS services. So these things that parents didn't know, and again, now that the world is, you know, opening back up again, we can be at these meetings and, and let folks know that, hey, we're here. Um, I do have a, a good group of contacts throughout all the school systems, Carver and, and all these places, and our information does get out there. So it's coming, um, but I know there's so many more folks out there that have never, you know, even heard of what the Department of Developmental Services is. So. Yeah. And one of the other questions that you asked about the urgent needs, and this, I would say urgent. I think we're doing well. We're, DDS has been generous with us to help support the, the families, and the federal government has been great with opera funding um, that's flowed through to the um, to our agency as well, where we've been able to expand some respite programs for individuals. Mm -hmm. But we also, um, we just received a grant from the Rosner Family Foundation, which is um, based out of Howard, but they have connections throughout the South Shore. And they gave us a grant for $10,000. Uh, Bo and I met with the um, couple of the board members there, and and um, they, they help children. And we were able to identify a couple gaps in the system where uh, we wrote a grant to buy iPads for individuals because, again, a lot of the younger kids, they use the iPads as communication devices. And so we have a grant to buy iPads. And, and one of the other the challenges a lot of families will face is education advocacy. So mm -hmm. Jessica, Jessica knows, that's more program stuff. Jessica knows more <laughs> about that stuff. But. So yeah, so um, you know, there, there are some issues. And, and even if there isn't an issue, a, a, an educational advocate can help families navigate this world of special education and find out mm -hmm. what services are available to them. But ed advocates are, expen they're very expensive, like, you know, 200 bucks an hour. Our families don't have that. Mm -hmm. um, some might, the majority right. don't. Um, so in, in writing this grant, and they can use some DDS funding for that, but they can't use all of it. Um, so this grant will actually help offset the cost of that. So if they did have an allocation from DDS, they can use that DDS funding now for the extra speech, the extra OT, and this grant will take care of a little piece of that ed advocacy bill, which is a huge relief to some folks. So, If people want to find out more about the organization, where can they go? So right now, um, we do have a Facebook page. Um, our website is currently under construction. Um, so, but it is the the, the website's there. We're it's just, there. We it's just we just we just we've invested in into the coming into the into the 21st century or 22nd century, whatever. With um, you know, one of the the challenges is is we've had a wish list of things. We want people to be able to sign up through our website, which mm -hmm. we haven't had in the past. So we have a great organization that's tied to the uh, Plymouth County, uh, the Plymouth uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they've been great. Uh, they're revamping it right now. So hopefully within the next month, by the first of the year, we'll, we'll have the new website up and running. Um, but PCFamilySupport.org. PCFamilySupport.org is our um, website. And Plymouth County Family Support is our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. uh, we have offices located down in um, uh, 118 Long Pond Road in Plymouth, um, the old exit five, now it's exit 13. Um, mm -hmm. And um, we've had a great location. Um, within our office, we also created a, a food pantry with donations from various members of the board. Uh, the 3M Corporation gave us a matching donation. Uh, and also Sullivan Tire, who they're very active in the disability world. They, um, Paul Sullivan from Sullivan Tire had sent us a generous donation when we first started to help get the food pantry up and running. So we have a food pantry that in our office to help support our family and anytime someone comes in for paperwork and so forth it's like here grab some stuff and and even like Bo will Bo's great for going to to Dollar Tree and and, and picking up a couple hundred dollars worth of you you know 
uh, deodorants and toothbrushes and toothpaste and, and dropping those types of items off to um, for our families as but well. But even so. with that, as far as the food goes, we get a lot of it from South Shore Community Action Council. Okay, yeah. And we are a walk-in center, and our office hours are 8.30 to 4.30. So, uh, I mean, it, it happened yesterday. We had people just coming in, no appointments or anything, and we kind of, you know, drop what we're doing. We definitely, we work as a team there. So I was actually in a meeting, um, so somebody else dealt with, you know, it, and it, it just kind of flows that way. Wherever mm -hmm. the help is needed, everybody just yeah. kind of jumps in. Um, as far as the food pantry goes, it's not just for the folks we support. I mean, here's the thing. Times are really tough right yes, now. Um, people have called and said, you know, we're not affiliated with DDS. I don't have a child with a disability. Folks aren't generally calling around for food because it's fun. They, they, need, they need food. I'm never telling somebody they can't come and get food. If if people are in need, please come see us, and we will do the best we can to help you. What if someone wants? If someone's listening to this and they want to get involved after hearing this today. Can call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jessica's probably the, uh, the, the she's a day-to-day -day operations. Um, I'm the I'm the executive director, but I, I pretty much I'm I'm down usually in the office one day a week. But Jessica and the team, anybody at the team, any. Yeah. Is there particular you know, things you're looking for? Really volunteers or people that want to help us? Well, we, we're, we're always looking for volunteers to help in various types of um, activities. Um. Yeah, for, for a lot of different circumstances. Like we talked about the Plymouth Bell. Well, right now, the staff has to go above and beyond and go to the Plymouth Bell. So if we could staff that with some more mm -hmm. you know, good quality volunteers, then maybe that's a little more off their plate. Um, I'm also thinking of different larger fundraising ideas and I'd love someone who has a real creative mind and kind of get things done attitude to come join us to help me with with that help me all of us with with those kind of activities um, so there's 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 always a need right yeah. always a need financial people wise mm -hmm. and and we're not immune to that right and plus we also have interactions and we have um, again great relationships with a couple agencies that if a volunteer came to us, we could also point them in the direction of we, we might not have something today, but we know of another agency that's doing something that would, again, we all serve the same people. I mean, I talked about Cardinal Cushing and RTR. I mean, I think we've got about 30 people from Cardinal Cushing coming down to our dance, um, you know, and Next they've been coming week, to yeah. our dances for the last couple months and so forth. So, I mean, and again, it's one of those, they have a disability. Um, we don't serve them through the family support, but they they're welcome to our dances and so yeah. right somehow. and same thing with friendship home up in norwell yeah. and rtr we serve the same people i mean the people that we had 14 people that went to the bruins game uh with us um on monday night and those 14 people they all go to the, the Yucca greater plymouth rtr um reach they, they have day programs somewhere else throughout the region and we serve them on this this other level so uh, that's how we get to share information about everybody. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned three other groups that have been on this podcast of RTR, <laughs> Coaching, and Friendship Home. So yeah. how that, funny how that world works. So as you all know, the nonprofit world can be rewarding but also very challenging. What's been the biggest challenge you faced with the organization? It never ends. I mean, I mean uh, <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Ag again, yeah. it's, it's one of those 11. 30 at night emails that are going around amongst the staff um, reminding people and, and you know Jessica being woken up by herself in the middle of the night with well, um, yeah because you know there, there's some folks out there with with some pretty serious issues and we have people that are facing homelessness we have you know those things it 
if you truly care about what you do, you don't just leave that at, at work, right? So, I mean, you know, I go home, it actually did just happen to me. So, you know, three o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do about her? You know, and I'm up at three in the morning trying to figure out how I'm going to help yeah. this person. Um, you know, we, it, and a lot of folks say, you know, you need to leave work at work, but not when you're working with people. You can't, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and if you're, if you're passionate about what you do, which we all are, um, most people don't. And like Jim said, too, there'll be emails going around, text messages going around at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. Um, and we're very fortunate that our staff, again, we're all like-minded individuals. So we're like, you know, we're, we're shooting ideas at each other at 11 o'clock at night and nobody's upset about it. Right. So. And speaking of homelessness, just to piggyback on what Jessica said, uh, we've been fortunate enough to, to partner with the old Colin, the um, United Way of Greater Plymouth County, Dennis Carmen, Kim Scotland. Um, again, they needed us to be in business for a year before we before we could apply for a grant, but we did apply for a grant to help with um, homelessness in this last cycle. We got awarded um, um, a grant, and we've been using it to help support. I mean, what happens is DDS has a lot of restrictions on the way money can be used and by who it can be used by. Um, and, you know, there's an AFC program. Again, here we go with the acronyms. Mm -hmm. But there's an adult foster care program, which is a mass health-based program. Um, family support funds cannot be used to support the individual individuals in the adult family care programs. Um, and again, so we've been able to use some of the United Way funding to help support those individuals with some homelessness issues, whether it's helping them pay an oil bill. I mean, oil prices are going crazy. Right. So, but Dennis Carmen and Kim Scotland of the United Way have been fabulous. Um, I think we've got an, a meeting tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Tomorrow morning so, with them. With, with that, too, so we can help offset the cost of rent or, again, if, if it means we, we pay for somebody's electric bill so they can afford to pay their rent or their mortgage, then, okay, then that's, that's what yeah. we're going to do. And, again, the, the parameters around family support uh, dollars, there are limitations on it. So things like these grants, we can, we can help folks. And they don't necessarily have to be tied to DDS either. So I have some folks that are waiting on... Uh, you know, an eligibility letter, like we've helped apply to get them involved with DDS, but they're waiting. Well, they're, they're in need of something. Yeah, so we can use this different type of funding um, to, to help these folks who are waiting. So the flip side of that, what's the most rewarding? All of it. <laughs> everything All else. Of it. Everything All else. Of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, as, once again, as an outsider, the, the Christmas, the holiday dance that's coming up was probably one of the most fun nights I've ever had because everyone's so happy to be there and when the music starts the dance floor is full it's full until the night ends and everyone's just having a great time and you talk about diversity and inclusiveness and all it's all right there everything that kind of everybody strives for from a governmental standpoint it, it's all right there and it's a wonderful, they, they put on such a wonderful event, and we mentioned a lot of the events here that, that they partake in, and everybody's happy to be there, and everybody's happy to be learning and experiencing, and they grow by going to these events, and when you help, when they help somebody, some lady needed a fence for her yard because the child would run away if they went outside. Jessa got him a, a fence. She found a way to get him a fence, right? Not my, not, not me. Funding, my Carrie Robbins. She, wrote, she helped write a grant. Yeah. So so we write grants and and. So they, so that kind of stuff is so satisfying. More obviously more for them because they deal with it day to day. But but seeing it from the outside is it. it 
If you think you have problems, you go to something like that, you don't have a problem. You, you, you have joy. It's just joy. Um, I think one of the other things, th there's a couple things for me too, is getting our folks in the community and being part of our community. Um, so, you know, we partner with local agencies, local bakeries, local dancing schools. Um, so our folks are in the community taking dance lessons with neurotypical kids or neurotypical adults. And, you know, um, gone are the days where, you know, somebody with a disability was just kind of, you know, like hidden at home and okay, yep, yeah, you knew that. No, they're, they're members of this community and we are here to, you know, help them become part of the community, not just to just be seen, but be active members of the community as well. So that's huge for me. And then even, yeah, all the fun time stuff, the dances, and they are, they're great. But when I can help, you know, a mom get, you know, a, a vest. So I had a little girl one a few years ago that needed a vest. It, it saves her life. She has, she has a, a form of mitochondria disease that um, she needs this. It's a compression vest. Mm -hmm. And she was having a really difficult time getting, you know, insurance to pay for and things like this. We helped her get it. I mean, it saved the kid's life. Like that, that's, you can lay your head on the pillow at night and, and, and sleep pretty well knowing you, you were part of helping with that. And I, I think from the everything else part as well is that, um, as, again, to piggyback on what Jessica said, is, is, is bringing our individuals into the community in a setting that, you know, going to a Red Sox game, uh, going to the Bruins game. Uh, we did a couple tours into Boston for the Duck Boats. Um, and again, we do this, this, these monthly trips where we, the, the Duck Boats, we went in, drove, got to the last Duck Boat of the day, um, did the buck, Duck Boat tour for like, yeah. you know, 95 minutes or so. And then we, we hopped on, we, we went to dinner, and we ended up being going to Tony C's in Somerville. <laughs> and again, you know, when, when, 13 individuals with disabilities walk in with a couple of chaperones and stuff like that. Again, we're exposing our people being exposed to the environments that they're not used to being. And, and the patrons in the, in, the, in the art restaurant as well, they're being exposed to it's individuals as well. And, and again, it's in all the years I've done this, we've, we've never had a negative interaction with anybody. Even in the Bruins game, when, you, when you're bringing up people to, to grab a soda or a pretzel, I mean, the, the people behind the counter light up and they want to serve you and they want to be helpful to you. And, it's about and, acceptance yeah, and, you know, that, and that's huge. Right. That's huge. Um, a shout out to the 99 in Pembroke. I mean, oh. we've, we've been there the last um, uh, couple, we'll, for the Bruins game, we'll meet at the 99 in Pembroke uh, at 4 o'clock for dinner. And again, we've done it for two Bruins games now and one Celtics game. And um, they've been fabulous. They've been great. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's the staff has been, you know, um, unbelievable. And they're treated as equal equals, which is how they should be treated. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're human beings. Why mm -hmm. treat them any, mm -hmm. any other way? Plus a lot of it is, is our individuals are growing as well because, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it, typically being, if they're with mom and dad, mom and dad will order for them at the restaurant. <laughs> We're not ordering them from, you know, yeah, they've yeah. got to read the rest the, and they'll ask us questions about. Um, That's the thing. A lot of these, these events that we do, it, I mean, it sounds like all just fun and games, but there's a lot of natural um, you know, learning experience that are just in, embedded in that. It's communication, it's money skills, it's, you know, a, appropriate, you know, ways to act when you're in public, um, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot, you know, yeah, it, it does look, just look like a lot of fun, and it is, it absolutely is, yeah. but there's a lot of skill building that, that comes out of these. 
Yeah, one of my favorite story. I know, uh, one of my favorite stories of all time. Okay, I told you the the Phil at the Red Sox game thing. Um, another Red Sox game we had gone to, and I think we had eaten at the. And again, not to not to single out the um, the '99 in Pembroke, but we also did an event, and we went to the Cask and Flag and in Marshfield for um, brunch a couple weeks ago. Then we brought a group into the Sea Blue Man Group. Uh, which is fabulous. Um, but the chilies down in um, Plymouth has been great. Uh, the Charlie Horse um, yeah, in, in Kingston have been great. Again, every every facility we go to um, with for the dining part of our adventures, um, they've all been all been fabulous. But one of the best stories was we went to a Red Sox game, and we were running late, so we got in there at the start of the game, and it was Alex Verdugo bobblehead night or something, and 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 so we didn't get any bobbleheads because we were we were late to the yeah. party. So um, there was a group of there was like a corporate event going on, and and again we're we're together. There's and and this lady and this gentleman come down with a couple bobbleheads, and they said, "Hey, we've got these. Would your would your people would your individuals like that like a bobblehead?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, but you know, to be honest, there's there's eleven of us and." And you can't, can't just give two two bobbleheads away. And they said, "Okay, fine, we understand." And literally twelve minutes later, they come down with like thirteen bobbleheads in their arms. <laughs> and you know, yeah. and, and again, everybody got a bobblehead that night. So <laughs> again, those are the types of things. Again, not just how we affect our individuals, but those people. The Red Sox game randomly, we don't know where they're from, but they they were affected as well in a positive manner. So you never know where um, the next smile is going to come from. What's that one thing that surprises people at the organization that they don't know about? They're like, oh, gee, I didn't realize you guys did this. So I think, I think that comes down to all the services that we do help with. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks, again, because the, the fun time stuff is, you know, people have a great time at dances and Red Sox games and all these things. But um, we were just at the Plymouth CPAC meeting and we were talking to, you know, to them and we were chatting about all the different things we do. And this is just for children. It's, you know, we can sit in an IEP meeting with you. We can, so not that we can be an advocate in those types of places, but we can help, you know, they're, they're pretty emotional sometimes. Just having somebody sit with a parent is huge um, because, you know, they're sitting behind a table of all these folks and it's just the parent, you know, and you've got all these professionals talking about, their child and so having somebody just be on that other end of the table with them is is huge um all the different you know we help with social security we help with filling out snap forms and housing and again the food pantry um transition things that we do a lot of other um things that people are like oh we, we didn't we thought you were just you know the dance people it's like no 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 no, no. we can this is what we're here to help you with. Right, and one of the things that um, I mentioned, the startup staffing, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Um, you know, we've, we've added a few along the way, some part-time. Uh, we have Emily Wilkinson, who's now in charge of our respite program. She's been fabulous. Um, Chris Pluster just joined us. Catherine moved on to DDS. Christopher joined us, and it's working out well. And, of course, the, the shining star of our organization <laughs> that, we, we, um, that we wouldn't, at this point, know what to do without is Jenna Shea. Uh, Jen is a, a parent who has a son with a disability, mm-hmm. um, lives over in Halifax, I think, and, and mm-hmm. she's she's an expert in, again, it's advocating for her son throughout the, all the years. She became an expert in a lot of different areas, yeah. and she's been re- leading our transition meetings with um, Ann Williams. Um, and again, it's one of those those meetings where parents who are in the, the 16 to 22-year-old um, uh, age group, um, what's next for my child? And... and 
Um, and that's the biggest challenge for a lot of parents is, you know, what next? And, and Jenner and, and Ann will bring in guest speakers, lawyers for guardianship and DDS individuals, special needs trusts yeah. and so forth, and, and help them navigate. And, and as Jenner will say, you know, some parents need to sit through those, these classes four or five times because there's so much information yeah. overload that they need to be able to grasp a lot of the stuff that's going on. And we've run a bunch of those transition seminars over the last couple of years, and we see the same parents who are, okay, I just didn't get this part of what you talked yeah, about yeah. because I was. And again, we're, 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 that's the type of thing that, that's rewarding is to help that parent, you know, relax and, and be relieved that there is a, you know, there is a transition process and, and we're there to hold their hand during the process as well. And it's okay if you have to, because again, it's a lot of information. Again, it's it's guardianship. Do do I want to have guardianship of my child? Is he he or she able to be their own guardian? It, it's all these things, and and they get to sit with other parents as well and chat about their different situations. And oh, you know, I did this with my son, and and having staff that that have that has a child with a disability too. It brings a whole other element because she's been through it. So she can actually say and, and fully mean, I know what you're going through. I've done it. So um, it, it is just a different level of being able to help families and, and, you know, to have families trust that we have their best interest in mind and their, and their loved one's best interest in mind. Um, and that's all. We're here to help you. And, so. and one of those, one from that aspect as well is um, the transition piece. There's also a lot of people that are of an older generation that never reached out for services. Mm -hmm. So we've got a young lady who's, who's played softball with us. She's come to our dances, and she's got to be in her, I think, late 50s. She's never become DDS eligible because they never filed the paperwork. They never looked to become. And, and Jenna's working with her right now to get all the paperwork. And again, when you need diagnoses from, obviously, school records aren't available. 40 years ago, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so we're working to get, get an eligibility so we can help support them. She's now living with her brother, and the brother's aging. And therefore, what happens is, you know. What happens next? We have yeah. a lot of parents that are in their 70s or 80s with their 40 to 50-year-old individuals with Down syndrome that they've never, again, they've never reached out for services for, they didn't need services, but now they're, they're coming to the point where, um, you know, the next step um, for housing and, and, and so forth. And again, we don't do housing programs, but we know people who do, and we know the people at GDS who, who can manage those and can help them support um, the next step for their, their mm -hmm. loved ones as well. And we help with all the, those applications, yeah. you know, we help them fill them out. So, cause they're, they're tedious and it's overwhelming. You know, these folks have so many people in and out of their house too. They're like, okay, who are you again? And what are you from? You know, cause they have a whole bunch of different agencies, you know, in and out and they get paid. It's a lot of paperwork. It, I mean, I can't imagine having to do all that paperwork for, for my own child. So. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Plymouth County Family Support? Um, just we're here to help. We're here to be able to, uh, anybody who's watching this or listening to this, if, um, you know, you know of someone. Again, a lot of times people come to me and say, oh, my, you know, my, my, my uh, nephew, my, well, the, the nephew might be served by someone, but just, again, it, and it's one of those things that you don't know. You don't know where people are going for day programs or if they even have a day program, but ask the question. You know, it's, it's, it's great to be able to ask the question and to, you know, um, you know, we just want people to be able to, to have a resource. And I think Jessica and the team has done a great job over the last two years to, with open arms to, to, to accept everybody and to help everybody and to, um, again, we're, we're called navigators a lot of times because we, 
you know, and again, navigating the system and coordinating what goes on in someone's life. And, um, you know, we're there for them and, and we're, we'll accept anybody that wants to come through and help and look for help and, you know, see if we can help them with that process. We, we get, you know, messages on our Facebook page, you know, we got one this morning from someone who's looking for, you know, some educational advocate questions and so forth. So yeah, we're there. And, um, we just want people to know about us a little bit more. That's just why we're here. Um, we've recently joined the Marshfield Chamber of Commerce um, to reach out because we serve. Um, I, I took the client list and tried to sort it with, you know, 64, yeah, 64 <laughs> families on one, one list and probably about another 16. On a, so we're close to 100 families that we support in, you know, Marshfield. in Marshfield alone. Um, I think our, our catchment area is probably in the 750 range. Mm -hmm between everybody, you know, and again. And that's the folks we know of. So we definitely yeah. know there's there's a lot more out there. So out just there. please, you know, check out our Facebook page, give the office a call. Um, the phone number is 508-927-4520. You can speak to anyone in the office. Um, great. And if you'd like to get involved and, and, and you don't work in that particular arena, but would like to get involved and help, and if you're creative and a can-do person and, and want to help develop some kind of events that would be everlasting, evergreen, and that could carry on and help people on a perpetual basis above and beyond what the state's able to do. Please give us a call because any age, high school and, and above, we'd love to help you brainstorm with us and, and get some things going that can really impact people's lives. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, for having us.